thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. This is a very simple message this morning. We've been going through a series on the Sermon on the Mount called Mountain Message, Matthew chapter 5 to Matthew chapter 7. It's a very long recorded sermon of Jesus. What I'm going to say to this morning is the words of Jesus. If you've got a problem with it, don't bring it to me. Okay, because it's his words. And actually, um, this morning we're going to be looking at true or false. So before I start, quick little quiz, okay. If you want to say true to my statement, you've got to stand up. If you want to say false, you sit down, okay. Little true or false quiz for you, just to get you a bit moving, all right. So first of all, one piece of spaghetti is actually called a spaghetto. Okay, if you think it's true, stand. If you think it's false, sit down. One piece is no book. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, Chad. Okay. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff is the language expert. That is, in fact, true, Jeff. Okay. In Italian, when you add the... Well done, Jeff. I would give you a prize, but I've got some old bananas if you want one. Okay, here's another one. Let's see if you can do better. Jeff's winning everybody 1-0 at the moment. Okay. And if he wins, he gets to go to everybody's house for tea every day. Okay, that's the prize I've decided. Coffee is a berry-based drink. True or false? True or false? Is it true or is it false? Oh, five, four, three, two, one, freeze. Okay, some of you have clawed back the advantage. Coffee is a berry-based drink. Okay, sit down. The berries are roasted and dried, but it's a berry. So, Jeff, sorry. You're not going to everyone's house for tea at the minute. Okay. Next one, the moon is wider than us, sorry, the moon is, no, the moon, yeah, let me get this right. I've not been very well, okay, so in my weakness, you'll notice I've not sung a lot today because I didn't want to risk my beautiful voice, and last week, if you were watching online, it only picked up my croaky, horrible voice, so I apologise to anyone who watched last week. Um, Yeah, the moon is wider than Australia. True or false? Is it true or is it false? The moon is wider in diameter than Australia. Okay, okay. So I'm freeze. Ajay, you can't go halfway up, halfway down. You can't have in between. It's either true or false, okay? Um, Jeff, you're doing badly. So after such a good start, it is false. The moon actually, the moon actually could fit on Australia. There you go. That's amazing. My wife did look up at the sky not so long ago. What's that? I said, it is the moon. But anyway, <laughs> that's by the by. It was the daytime, but I don't think she'd ever experienced seeing the moon when the sun was out. And I said, yes, it's the moon. What else did you think it was? <laughs> you know, was the comment. Was it? You thought it was a planet coming to crash into us. Oh, I'll let you off. It's okay. I love you for all your, all, your, all your things. Okay? Your nose and mouth, we're nearly finished, and then we'll get to the serious bit. Your nose and mouth produce half a litre of mucus every day. Is that true or is it false? Or do you just not want to think about it? Half a litre of mucus, true. 
think it's true. Those of you, or those of you that have stood up, you're wrong. It's a litre of mucus every day. So your nose and your mouth could fill you know, a reasonable-sized pot bottle every day, okay? That's nice to know, isn't it? Okay, last one. Mickey Mouse was actually originally called, is it the Americans, you might have an advantage here, I don't know. Mickey Mouse was originally called Mortimer Mouse. True or false? Stand up for it's true or false. Some very confident, oh, look at that. The answer is it's true, he was called Mortimer Mouse. The dockers were straight on that then. Is that something you've sort of hidden for years, waiting for it to come up? Going, if only, if only somebody would ask me about Mickey Mouse. Have you just known that? Yeah? I'm, why? <laughs> I've never heard that before. There you go. So, yeah, Mortimer Mouse, it's not quite got the same ring to it, has it? So today, very, very quickly, as I promise, we're going to look at some truths and faults. Jesus, remember, is teaching the religious people. He's not teaching the people who've never been to the synagogue. He's teaching the people who should know. He's also teaching about things that have been wrong within the church. That's the context. He's been teaching things where the, the heart attitude is what it's all about. And we come to three sections that talk about truth. The first one is, there is a true way. There's a true way. Matthew chapter 7 if you've got your Bible, if you haven't, it should come up on the screen. Matthew 7, verses 13 to 23. We're going to start with just the first two verses. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. Okay, we're going to stop there. There's two ways. There's not multiple Jesus says there's one or the other. One's true, one's false. And actually, there are two bootles, aren't there, Sue? There's two bootles. There's one up the coast, and there's one near Liverpool. If you go to Liverpool, it's mostly three or four-lane motorways. Lots of traffic on it. Easy to find. Lots of signposting, telling you all the time that it's there. And lots of people are heading in that direction. Loads of space on the road, unless you're a middle-lane driver, which means you make a three-lane motorway into a two-lane motorway. Or if you sit in the third lane, you make a four-lane motorway into a two-lane motorway. Just saying, okay? Okay, that's fine. If you're not seeing the people who've painted on the back bridges now, if you're in the middle lane, move over. But anyway, okay. If you're overtaking someone, that's fine. Anyway, sorry, let's get on to the serious stuff. It's busy. That road is busy. Lots of people heading in that way. It's easy to find. It's clear signposted. The other way to the bootle that Sue comes from or used to come from every Sunday is windy. It's twisty. It's got those dry stone walls along the side that when Ross first was dating me, we'd drive up that way and say, oh, the walls jump out at you. I know what she meant. They don't jump out at you, but you can't always quite gauge where that wall is. There always seems to be something coming against you, especially on the narrow bits. You always have to stop. It's tough going. There's hills. There's, there's changing speed limits. There's tight bends. And there's single lanes. One of those bootles is easy to get to. The other one is hard. Different destinations. One at the end is a concrete urban mess of a jungle. The other is a beautiful green and pleasant place near sea views and waterfalls and hills to walk on. But it's hard to get there. It's tough going. Have you ever been potholing or caving 
or Americans, I think you call it spelunking, I think. Um, I did a bit of research there, it's good, yeah? Caving or pot, anyone been caving or potholing? Okay, there's a very famous set of caves uh, just across the M6 from us. And one of the parts of that cave, if you go down, you go down in the dark, you go in your waterproof stuff in your wellies, you have a helmet on your head, you have a flashlight on your head, and you have to find your way. Well, you have instruction, you don't just get dropped in a cave, okay? And one part of that cave was called the cheese press. It was called the cheese press because it was very, 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 very difficult. I managed it when I was younger, not sure I'd do it now. There was an alternative way, but actually you didn't achieve something if you didn't go through that cheese press. Basically, it was two stone walls that you had to slide through because it was tough. But it was worth it because you got to see more of the caves. You got to see the walls up close. It was tough. It was an achievement. Here, Jesus says there's two options. One's easy and loads of people choose it. No obstruction. But the destination isn't particularly desirable. There's another way, Jesus says. It's tough. It will have opposition. It's not easy to find. It's not, it's not easy to seek out. But it leads to life. And only a few find it. So you've got life or death is what it's saying. True or false. When people say Jesus was just a good man, he was clearly saying this. He wanted people to see there's a choice. And we've got to decide which way we're on. If we keep just going with the flow where it's easy, or if we'll choose a way that's hard, but worth it. Elsewhere, he speaks with his disciples who've just seen someone meet with Jesus. A rich young man comes to Jesus and said, what do I need to do? And this man comes to Jesus and he goes away very sad. No, it's somebody's phone. I thought for a minute my alarm was going. It's all right, don't worry. It's not, don't worry. I was in a church meeting a while ago at a very serious point, and a bag went off in a phone, and it was, Joan, answer your phone. And it kept saying it over and over again. So that's fine. Don't worry about it. That's a, no, 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 not a problem. Happens to me all the time. Don't worry. Okay. I just thought it was mine. That's why I pointed it out. Elsewhere, he speaks with his disciples. He's met this guy who's gone away sad. He met Jesus... But he went away sad. He met the one we're here to worship this morning. He met the one who can change your life. He met the one who can make all the difference. But he went away sad. Do you know why? Because he wasn't prepared to choose the hard way. He wasn't prepared to go the way that Jesus was pointing him in. His issue was money. He was challenged on his heart attitude. It says this, Matthew chapter 19, Jesus says this to his disciples afterwards, verses 23 to 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it's easy for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. doesn't mean it's impossible. It just means sometimes people who've got lots of stuff, the stuff gets in the way of the saviour. And actually, sometimes we need to get rid of that stuff so we can see the Savior. We need to get rid of that stuff that makes life easy and go, do you know what, actually, there's more important things. You know, we've been challenged, Blessed Hill, you know, it's an amazing place. But actually, we've been challenged this morning, can we give anything, you know? That might make it hard for us. But maybe we could go, do you know what, 
I don't need Netflix and Amazon Prime and Disney Plus and Paramount and Sky. I don't need those things. And maybe I can just cope with one of them. It's a difficult way. What is it in our heart? And only you will know this. Only you will know this. What in our heart makes it harder to get closer to God? To get that life that he's promising. What is it that makes it harder? It could be, for this guy, it was money. It was stuff. It might be for us, it might be pride. It could be our looks. We think that's more important. How we dress. I was complimented on my clothes this morning, as if normally I'm not normally dead fashionable. <laughs> you know? And I ironed my own shirt. It's not impressive, yeah? That's good on it. Okay? For this guy that Jesus spoke to, it was money. It was stuff. For others, it might be looks and pride. For others, it might be a relationship. It might be people. For many, it can be substances. It can be chasing that next high. It can be chasing that thing that ultimately does not lead to life at all. Loads of people chase money. Loads of people in this town chase substances. Loads of people chase fashion and items. Do you know that's the wide way that Jesus is talking about? It's where everyone goes. It's what everybody's doing. Jesus says there's a better way, but it's not easy. It's not a four-lane road where you can just switch on cruise control and go along with the masses. I love cruise control in the car. Yeah, Even on our basic car, you can flick a switch and it keeps you going at the speed you want. I would say 70, but I usually hedge my bets a little bit because my speedometer's obviously wrong. So 72, I can get away with, okay? But I love flicking that switch on and I don't have to pedal. It's not a pedal car, it's not like the Flintstones, okay? I can just flick that switch and all I have to do is steer and occasionally break if someone in front of me is braking because there's a middle lane driver and it slows everybody down. Anyway, okay, if you ever wonder why the road's blocked up, it's usually because they've, they've scientifically tested this. The people who drive too close to each other when somebody's in the right-hand lane going too slow and the middle lane is full, it's because they brake too hard and it causes everybody to brake. And that's why you end up with a traffic jam. However, the people in the right-hand lane shouldn't be driving so close. So anyway, let's not go there. When you choose Jesus' way, you need to be prepared for twists and turns. You need to be prepared for obstacles, thorns and thistles. You need to be prepared for rough ground. You need to be prepared for tough stuff. I remember sending the Spring Mount Mountaineer group on a walk that was family-friendly. Up the hoed. I was told it wasn't family friendly. They had to keep picking up the push chairs and, and doing, clambering over things. But they got to, was it worth it in the end, Tim? When you got to the top and saw that view, it was the hard way. It wasn't impossible, but it was the hard way. Do you know, the road that Jesus says you need to choose leads to a life that we were designed for. It's what we were designed for. Relationship with God. Just up the road here, there's a crisscross of roads. There's Longway. There's Broadway. What's the other way? Westway. I thought it was, but I didn't want to say. Longway, Broadway, and Westway. Here, this building, Corey, when you look at that picture, this is the narrow way. This is the narrow way. Because here we choose Jesus. We don't choose a person. We don't choose just to worship the worship. We choose Jesus. That is the narrow way. Because it's not easy. It's less well known. Not everybody finds it. Hopefully they will now we've got signs on the door. Not everybody finds it. Not everybody manages to get on it. Some people come in here and go away sad. But you know what? It will get life on track. 
It will get life to the fullest because Jesus promises if we worship and follow him, it will. The first truth, and the other two are quicker, honest, is which way have we chosen? Not lots, just one. Not lots, just one. And what did Jesus say himself? I am the way, the truth, and the life. Second issue of true or false, 15 on to 20 says this. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit you will recognize them. That's an important verse. By their fruit, you will recognize them. True and false prophets. And it says, watch out. He's talking to people who are already on board with God. But you need to watch out. They come in sheep's clothing. Why do they come in? Why does a wolf dress like a sheep? Not just join the sheep club. To what? To kill them. Yeah. Doesn't join the, he doesn't dress up like a sheep thinking, if I dress up like a sheep, they might let me cuddle their woolly, woolly fur. Doesn't, it doesn't mean that. They dress up like a sheep because they want to cause problems. It's not about joining a gang or, you know, wanting to be counted as one of them. He wants to blend in and not be spotted. Jesus says there are people who will look like they're godly. They will look like they're speaking from God's truth. But actually, he calls them ferocious. They're dangerous. There are people, maybe even in, in our church, there may be people who can be dangerous. Maybe sometimes, not intentionally. But actually there are people who are leading things. There are people on television, on God television, who are leading people astray. Because it's all about them. Not about the name above all names. It's not about the God who can save you. It's about sowing into their ministry so they can save you. No, they can't. That's a broad way. Jesus said, I am the way. They might look like the good. They might look like the true. You know, if you're a sheep, you don't want to get caught up with a ferocious wolf, do you? No. Even a slightly hungry wolf would be quite bad, wouldn't it? Even a slightly irritated wolf wouldn't be great. But a ferocious wolf, steer clear. Jesus says... Be on your guard. But how do we spot what's true and what's not? How do we manage to work out what's true and what isn't? What does Jesus say? By the fruits in their lives. By what they're producing. Over time. By what their life produces. You know, you can read online stories of people going to Asda and Aldi and all these different shops, Walmart, um, picking up a punnet of grapes, opening this punnet of grapes, and inside there's dangerous spiders and spider eggs. In a punnet of grapes. Or one story was of somebody who picked a pack of bananas up and it was only to be stung by a deadly scorpion. They thought it was safe. They, it was packaged. It was in the supermarket. It looked like bananas. Probably smelled like bananas. But then there was a massive scorpion. It was dangerous. It was deadly. When we buy a punnet of strawberries, we expect to find strawberries. When we buy blueberries, we expect to find blueberries. When we come to church... We want to see Jesus. We want to see Jesus. Don't worship the worship band. They're definitely fallible. I'm part of it. Don't worship me. I'm fallible. But be careful who we pay attention to. Look at their fruit. Look at what they're producing in their life and say, 
Jesus is there. If someone says that life is being changed by Jesus, then what do we expect to see? More of Jesus. Less of them. Jesus says there will be false prophets. Paul says, beware of false prophets. Peter says, beware of false prophets. John, James and Jude say, beware of false prophets. So we must be willing to examine the lives of those that they want to point us to. We must examine the lives of those that say they're pointing to Jesus to make sure they are. Here's a few traits to look out for maybe. Particularly, I think, you know, we've got to examine ourselves. False teaching may exalt themselves more than Jesus. They may be more in love with the signs and works and wonders of Jesus than Jesus himself. They may emphasize the physical and material blessings over the spiritual blessings. Their ministry speaks more of them maybe than Jesus. Maybe they'll talk of new and groundbreaking changes in theology that no one else has ever known and they'll let you in on a secret if you just sow a seed. That's not Jesus. Jesus doesn't promise material stuff. He doesn't promise an easy life. He doesn't promise abundance of money and clothes. He promises life. Life, not death. That's the truth of Jesus. Today in this church, we want to point to a saviour that says, pick up your cross daily. That's not the best news we've ever heard. But the end result is a saviour that says, pick up your cross daily. Choose the way that isn't easy or popular, but gives life. And we want to tell you in Springmount Church, Jesus is the head of this church. We are the body. Not one person is more important than the other. We've all got different roles to play, but Jesus is the head. Jesus is in charge. We're all one body, but we want to see good fruit in our lives, don't we? Let's not just look at the lives of those that lead and speak for us. Let's examine ourselves. Last truth. I'm going to get there. Verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Listen to that again. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord. In other words, calls Jesus Lord, calls Jesus number one. Not everybody will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the only one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I, this is Jesus, will tell them plainly, I never knew you. I never knew you. There was no relationship. There was no connection. There was words and words and words, but there was no life lived. Away from me, you evildoers. Jesus is speaking to Jews. Many of them believe they were chosen simply because they were born Jewish. Today, many people think they're Christians because we say it's a Christian country. The country doesn't make you a Christian. It makes you English, Welsh, Irish, Scottish, wherever you come from. Today, there are people who think they're Christians because their parents have been Christians or because maybe they've been baptised or christened or maybe they read their Bible or maybe they speak well. The only thing that makes you a Christian is Christ. Christ, Jesus, the one above all. Jesus says, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, is part of the kingdom. What does that tell me? The truth is it's not about what we say. It's about how we're changed. And who's changed us? It's not about what we say. It's about how we are being changed. Our language and actions. Someone said we will be surprised by some of the people who are in heaven. I've said many times there will be Man United fans in heaven. Shock horror. We will be surprised by some of the people who are in heaven. But you know what? We'll probably better say it again. We'll probably be surprised by some of the people who aren't there. We'll probably be surprised by some of the people who aren't there. 
This whole truth and lies passage is this. There's one true way. It's not easy, but it leads to life. Have you chosen it? Have you chosen to have that relationship, that connection with Jesus? Or do you just think coming to church will sort it out? These chairs come to church. This dog comes to church. You know? That hoover comes to church. Doesn't mean it's transformed and changed. The dog's very well behaved, it has to be said. And it's an essential dog, isn't it? This dog knows when, when Steph's mum is feeling him. That's amazing. It's amazing. There's plenty of false people, but we need to spot them by the truth that's in your life. Look at the truth that's in our own lives first. What fruit are we growing? Is it good fruit? Do people look at us and go, that, that person is bearing good fruit without us having to say or do anything and without us going, yes, aren't I wonderful? Do people say, look at the fruit? Look at the fruit, it's good. Taste and see. And finally, we cannot just say with our mouths that Jesus is Lord. We have to allow him in to start changing our actions and behaviours. That's what it's about, transformation. Do you want to be changed? Don't try harder. Let him do the work. In my weakness, he's strong. In my struggles, he's the one that's in charge. He's the one that can get me over things. He can get me through things and he can get me past things. Matthew 3, verse 8. I'm going to finish with some verses. We may run over a little. I've tried my best. Matthew 3, verse 8 says this. Produce fruit that is in keeping with repentance. In other words, when we're truly changed and we're truly sorry for the past, then we'll see fruit. Are we truly repentant? Are we truly sorry for the life that we have lived so we can press into the life he wants to give us? That's where we'll see fruit. John 15, verses 1 to 5 says, I am the true vine. This is Jesus speaking. My father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. Why? So that it will be even more fruitful. But it says in verse 4, remain in me. How do we bear fruit? Remain in Jesus. Relationship, connection, grafted in. Not just coming to church and then going off the vine for a week. And then, oh, I'm jumping back on the vine again. That doesn't work. I've got some bananas there that sat in my office all week. They're pretty grotty. I can't just stick them back on a banana plant once a week and go, oh, they'll be okay now. No. You what? Put them in a smoothie. You can take them home and do just that. That's fine. <laughs> Jesus says, I am the vine, remain in me. So what do we need to do to bear fruit? Remain in him. Who? Jesus. Why? Because he's the head of the church. And he says there's one way and it's him. I can't put it any simpler. Start by being integrated and then stick at it. Remain. Don't just say, I've started today and that's it. Don't just say, I've made that prayer, I've said that thing, then that's it. You're on a journey. See that journey of transformation and change. See and look back and go, Joe, I'm not the person I was last week. I'm not the person I was last year. I'm not the person I was 20 years ago. Why? Because Jesus has done his work in my life. Because I'm in him and I'm going to stick in him, even if it's hard, even when it's not easy. John 15 verse 8 says, This is to my Father's glory. What? That you bear much fruit. How? Showing yourselves to be my disciples. You bear fruit and you show yourself to be his. So if we're not bearing fruit, we're not showing ourselves. That'll be the people he says, I don't know you. You're not mine. I don't know you. Bear fruit, not just words, actions. I can speak about my garden being amazing. But anyone that's been in there, it's pretty, it's nice. But the truth of it is, I'm a rubbish gardener. The only way I can show you it's amazing is to allow you to come in it and open my, open my garden up to you. That's how 
we can point to a saviour that is Jesus, not just be good people, not just do good things, not just say good, pe- good words, but be his people, his witnesses bearing fruit and allowing others in to see it in our lives. If we're ashamed of stuff that's in our lives, get rid of it now and then let people in, but let Jesus in first. Because he doesn't condemn, he doesn't give you shame, he doesn't give you guilt, he loves you and he loves you and he loves you. He wants us to be God's people bearing fruit, spotting wolves because we know his word and his truth. That's what's the difference between true and false. And showing his transformation in our words, action, in lives. So the question is this. Will we stick to spend Will we stick to spending our time on Longway, Broadway, and West Bay? Or are we going to stick with the narrow way? Not just coming to the building, but worshipping the Lord as Saviour and allowing him to change us and getting someone else alongside us to say, Yeah, I can see that change. I'm going to pray from Colossians as we finish. Let's pray. Maybe before I pray this prayer, maybe there are people this morning who've never been challenged with that fact that there's one way. If you've chosen that way, then Jesus just says, remain in me. You don't need to keep choosing that way every day and every week. You need to just say, I'm on that way. I might have sometimes pulled into the services, but I need to get back on it. This morning, this is for people who have never made that choice. And I want everyone to just bow their heads. And if you want to make that choice today to say, I'm going to jump off that wide way and I'm going to choose to walk and and journey on the narrow way, while everyone's head is bowed and eyes are closed, just raise your hand now so I can see. For those of you who've jumped off it a bit, then don't worry. You can just say, Jesus, I'm sorry. I want to be more like you. So I'm just going to say a prayer. If you've got, if you've, you put your hands down so you don't feel you've got arm ache. I'm just going to pray a prayer. Just repeat after me. This is the start of a journey. This is not the end product. This is you saying, I choose Jesus. I'm going to pray. Just repeat it after me. If you want to repeat it to help people feel less awkward, do it. Dear Jesus. I thank you that because you died and rose again, you have defeated sin and death. I'm sorry for the life I've lived. I'm sorry that I've taken the easy route. And today, I choose life. I know it won't be easy but I know it will be worth it. I open my life to Jesus. Live in me by your spirit. Change me by your spirit. And let me see good fruit because I remain in Jesus. Amen. This morning, you've chosen to stand on the narrow way. I think that's, there is a celebration in heaven. Well, that's not like buying a ticket and you've got on the train. It's a journey. It's a road. It's a path. Keep choosing it. Keep staying on it. And ask others that you trust to help you. I'm going to say a prayer over us. A blessing from Colossians 1 verse 9, 14. Band can come up while I do this. And we'll finish with a celebration this morning, I think. Okay. Jesus says this, or sorry, Paul says this in his letter to Colossians. He says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, 
We have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all his power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Amen. Let's worship Jesus. Let's stand.